spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Shop 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory. Get 60% off select jeans and dresses. Shop the sale through March 28th at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Hey everyone, this is Christian Heimel, host of Caught Listening. Thanks for listening to the following podcast on Public House Media. everybody it's no filter friday on public house media and i'm sitting here with tea because i mean really i should have a gallon of it because this this is necessary because we have had a week a week in hollywood i mean it's it's been almost too good to be true i thought i even said i didn't even think it i said it I said that this week was going to be a pre-taped episode and I pre-taped it and David Bobkey did an amazing job pulling together the engineering for it. We had it all. It was like a little egg in a nest. It was like ready to hatch. And then, and then amazingness happened. So I'm going to take a second to share the show. You also shared the show. David, is that you? Is that who's coming in? Leave me a comment so I know, so I can see who it is, please. And we can all talk together. Um, I have flowers on my desk and they're kind of creeping into my situation, but that's okay. That's okay. We're live- Corona is an ugly, ugly time and one or two flowers is good. Um, does it sound okay, David? What do you think? Hi, Brittany. What's up, my cousin, Brittany. All right, so. So, 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 take a second, share the show. I'm going to share the show right now because we have so many, so many of these sick, disgusting, vile hoes to drag. Oh, oh, it's too good. It's too good. It's too good. I need more tea. I need more tea because it's just, oh. It's wonderful. <laughs> Hello, Roger Neal. Happy Friday. Thanks for creeping on my gram. I saw that you came on while I was trying to get ready. Um, this week was straight cray cray nutty as It's like the best kind. The best kind of funniness. I absolutely love and adore it. So, 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 so. Okay, let's share the show if we can. I'm trying, I'm waiting for it to pop up on my feed. Um... Let us see. There it is. Perfect. Okay, great. Let's share. We're dragging all these hoes tonight. Share. Dunsies. Great. Okay. If you're coming in, <laughs> I never creep. That's true. You liked a lot of things. You didn't just drive by and not say anything. I did notice that you were there and not from my insights from like actual interaction. 
So thank you, Roger Neal. You're such a supporter. Okay, now that that's shared, this is what we're going to get into, and it's going to be amazing. So, David Gillard, uh, and then, okay, you need to tell me if you want to do up or down on this, because I personally can't decide. We need to talk about Ron Jeremy, and of course, we need to talk about Chris D'Elia. So you, we're going to start with David Gillard, and in the comments, tell me if we're going to go from David Gillard to Ron Jeremy, or David Gillard to Chris D'Elia. Which... Which direction of the crazy train do you want to go? Because it's all good. It's all hot. I've known both of them for years and it's going to be amazing. So tell me which one you can't wait for first. Because like I said, I, I didn't ditch it, but David Bobke and I, the engineer, decided to postpone the pre-taped episode that I made for this week to a later date. I haven't even figured out that date because why? Why? Because this week was so good. Because it was so good that we just can't stop. So. I was sit here with my tea and my phone, my No Filter Friday sticker. Um, speaking of stickers, I have a bunch. I've been clean. I've been trying. Okay. I did not clean this raggedy desk because it's still raggedy, but I have rearranged the raggediness and I still have um, No Filter Friday stickers around. So if you would like, oh, that's not a thing anymore. Anyway, if you would like No Filter Friday stickers, I have some. So. Ronge, oh, everybody's, okay, keep voting. Keep telling me in the comments if we're going to go from David Giller to Chris D'Elia or Chris, uh, or to Ron Jeremy. Because I can't personally pick, and this is why we do this show live, so we can have audience participation. Okay, so I don't know Dave Gillard. Um, he produced, He apparently he's a manager slash producer, which is not uncommon. That happens all the time. Um, and he produced on, like, Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron and Extraction and, like, a few other things. So... Apparently, the story goes is that he's of like the Bill Cosby variety where he likes to, you know, drug and rape ladies because he is he has caught three cases. Yes, three cases that are that he's being charged for right now. Um, they set his bail super, super high. So he, he's 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 sitting in in a cell somewhere, um, hopefully with a bubba or two. You know, I'm not picky. And. Apparently, these happen one right after the other, basically. Um, and this happened up in Santa Barbara, I guess, or he's being tried in Santa Barbara. So it happened in 2013, 2014, 2015. So it was one lady, one lady per year um, that he is going to stand trial for um, raping them. And apparently, he's had these problems before, much like uh, lots of these other guys. And, you know, we'll see if it happens. He's not quite like a Brian Singer level of he does it and then people say things and nothing happens. And then he does it and people say things and nothing happens. Um, he's not he's kind of got that Brian Singer vibe going. But A, Brian Singer is a way bigger deal than him. And B, um, Brian Singer likes to get down with little boys. If you didn't see that he was trending this week, it was really fun. I tweeted a bunch well, I didn't tweet. I retweeted a bunch of stuff um, because good old Brian Singer was trending again. <sighs> Much like this David Gillard fellow, but everybody knows Brian Singer. It's, the likelihood of knowing David Gillard is not very good. I've never worked with him. Um, but you know who I have worked with um, by proxy kind of is Steve Bing, who also um, magically found himself at, from the top to the bottom 
of uh, the condo building that he lived in in Hollywood. And I don't mean to sound insensitive because I have friends who were very good friends with Steve Bing, who is a billionaire. He's got a baby by Liz Hurley. If you don't know him, you should know him. But he's financed a lot of stuff in town. And that's how I ended up kind of working with him by proxy because I know people who were very, I'm good friends with people who were good friends with him. And I ended up working those projects that were funded by him. Um, a few of them, not all of them. But um, it's weird because I was just in Vegas and I was just talking about Steve Bing. I was telling my girlfriend about um, like kind of the legend of Steve Bing in Las Vegas. And lo and behold, now he's uh, dead. But I don't know that he killed himself. I think he may have had um, a little love nudge off the top of that building. In my current opinion, I reserved the right to change my line later, but I just, I don't quite believe it. Okay. So what are our votes he's at so far? I'm getting Ron Jeremy votes. Okay. We're going to get into Ron Jeremy and then, and then we will segue into Crystalia. So what had happened was so much. So court was Ron Jeremy, the porn star of porn stars, um, was in court today getting kind of like his second arraignment for four cases that he happened to catch. He was in court on Tuesday, I think. You can see the video. Everybody's got masks on. He's in handcuffs. He looks haggard as usual. It's not really anything different for Ron. Um... So three women accused him of raping them, and then another woman accused him of forced oral copulation. Now, most of the time when these things that come up, that means forced oral copulation is like they made someone perform oral sex on them, or the other way around is that they forced oral sex on that victim. Um, so we're going to see which one it was. I have a feeling that I know which one it was, but we'll get into that later. Anyway, if you've ever been out around Hollywood, you would have run into Ron. He parties really, really hard, even to this day. In the beginning of May, um, my friend ran into him at this hotel that we pee at sometimes when we go hiking over on Franklin, which is just a stone's throw from where he lives. And I was like, Oh my God, stay away. And so still, even in Corona time, still partying super, super, super hard. Um, and he, his bail is at like $3.3 million or something. So he's not going anywhere. And despite what he looks like, Ron actually does have money. He's just one of the cheapest people on the planet. So he looks like an absolute rag um 24 7 but said that to say this ron's always lurking around and his favorite activity is when tmz's around or there's other like cameras around like pop can terry at pop candies you know all those types of like street paparazzi um that are kind of a dying breed but whatever he's always 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 dunking his face in the nearest set of tits for the cameras, honking on stuff, squeezing on stuff, doing all the things that he has no business doing. Um, this little porn star, I think her name's Kara Cotton. Don't quote me on her name. You can find it if you want to, though. But she told a story about how she was sitting in makeup for this game show that they were hosting on a yacht. And he just walked up to her and started be like, was like, hey, do you want to see a magic trick? Which was Ron's like signature signature party trick which was disgusting and like 
if you didn't know, he has a penile implant. Um, and he would, like, hit the button for it. It was just gross. And then he just, while she's just sitting in makeup, getting her hair and makeup done, he just shoved her hand right up her, right up her vagina. Like it was no big deal, which that's that's kind of how you become a rapist. Just had so much entitlement to other people's bodies. It is outside of just him being disgusting and so, so, so gross and sickening just as his own being, his entitlement to other people's bodies and his, I don't even want to say being cavalier, but just consent was just a, a concept and a word that never even crossed his raggedy mind. So this does not surprise me. We will this we're gonna hear more. There's gonna be so many more people that come out against Ron Jeremy. So 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 many more. Even when I reposted on my Facebook, everybody had a story of Ron groping them, touching them, um, pulling them onto his lap. I mean, and this it gets worse. It always gets worse. But that was just like the surface garden variety stuff. Um, that people are just, you know, comfortable to comment publicly on my Facebook. And don't forget, the guy that grabbed Taylor Swift's behind, that was like a fan or something, got fined like ten dollars or $15,000. So it's not some small deal. Um, and because of all the stuff that's been coming out, especially this week, because it's just like one right after another, David, Chris, Alia, Ron, Jeremy, and, like, other people, too. Like, this thing with Jeff Ross is kind of heating up, but we'll get to that at a later time. Anyway, just just everybody catching case after case after case after case. It's really, really easy to think about how, oh, these people are just, these, you know, people that are complaining, they're just in it for the money. Or they just want attention. Or, oh, they just had a regretful sexual experience with that. And now they're calling it rape to get to a point where you're in court with a person, that person's being in handcuffs and they're being arraigned and they've had a bail set takes a lot of steps. And to go through any one of those steps as the person that's accusing is nothing to sneeze at. It's not a joke. Um, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And you know what? Most of the time doing these types of things, breaking the silence and coming out against somebody, like in Ron's case, because he's so disgusting, nobody's putting their name to this. They're just being listed in the cases Jane, Jane Doe 1, Jane Doe 2, Jane Doe 3, Jane Doe 4, and I'm sure it will go on down the list. Um, they may run out of numbers. Uh but to get to that name on that piece of paper or to get to be Jane Doe number whatever in that trial is not a joke. Um, you have to go through a lot of things to get there. And if you've never had to tell anybody, oh, Aaron came in. Hi, Aaron. Um, if you've never had to tell anybody about 
an experience that you had or an experience that was like the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life and then describe it in detail and sign your name to it and, you know, get ask a million questions about it, then you literally have no room to judge the person that is doing that. Let the judicial system handle that. You're not sitting on that jury. You're not that judge. You're not an attorney. Um, let that play out because you have literally no idea what you're talking about. And considering we're living in like the the boss round of Karens, they've been so empowered. Like people are really, really quick to be like, oh, that person's lying and blah, blah, blah. Nobody, nobody gets anything out of this crap. Um, it hurts them more than it helps them. But far and above, far, far, far and above. Speaking of which, this is how bad this kind of gets. So we've talked ad nauseum about Jeffrey Epstein's case and things like that. The people that survived to accuse Epstein and actually get into this current legal battle, even after his death, if they end out end up with a payout from Jeffrey Epstein's estate because he was a billionaire, they don't get to go after Ghislaine Maxwell or any other people that were pimping and coercing for the Weinstein underage girl pyramid scheme, sexual trafficking pyramid scheme that he was running, all of those people get absolved if they get any sort of restitution from their from their perpetrator. So think about that before you go on to thumb thugging. Speaking of thumb thugging, now we get to talk about Crystalia, and I've been waiting for this for so long because he's such a dickhole and he always has been he always has been anytime like steven has never even let me gosh how can i say this whenever we're at i don't really go to the comic clubs anymore these days hardly ever but um back when if i do make an appearance or if you know i happen to go at some point in the evening chris does stand up almost at least six nights a week, sometimes seven. And he'll do multiple clubs. He'll do the factory, then he'll do the improv and, you know, end up at the bar at the store or whatever every single night. Doesn't even matter if he's in production or not. He's kind of like Bobby Lee in that way. Always, always at the club, always performing. Um, even when we were coming, you know, down the hall on the right side and Krista Lee was like, Steven would turn us around we'd go the other way. He's never been, um, he's never allowed Krista Lee on his podcast. It's been like basically the only rule of Steven's podcast, the nighttime show, is that we will not have Crystalia on. Surely on the fact that he's just a plain old dickhole. And now, now that all these little girls have all these receipts of him soliciting child porn from children on Snapchat and on Instagram, um, now that's just added a whole other layer to it. And we'll circle back to this club thing in a second, but you cannot ask minors on social media for nudes. You just can't. And why you would do it from your verified account or your real phone number or your real email is just mind blowing. 
absolutely mind blowing. Like why, why would you do this on what planet would you think this is a good idea? A while back, Chris D'Elia was on this podcast with Brian Callen and somebody else. I forget who the other person was, but they were talking about um, this teacher who was like boning her students and sending them nudes via Snapchat. And they end up having this really, really incredible moment where you see Chris D'Elia realize that there are people out there with more receipts than Kim Kardashian to take him down. So they start talking about this woman and how she was sending her students nudes via Snapchat. And Chris goes, oh, well, it's Snapchat. It just disappears. And then everybody else in the show was like, well, yeah, but you can take a screen crap or you can screen record. Like, you just open your screen recorder and then you open people's snaps and you have a video of it. And you can see the blood drain from his face like oh god what have i done and this was a while ago um and it's all speaking of podcasting crystalia it is absolutely no coincidence that he was just doing a podcast ranting just ranting like a lunatic about how pedo gates not real and you're so stupid if you think that hollywood and all the elites are running these mass pedophile rings and they're preying on children and like just how how crazy and stupid we all are for knowing that this disgusting town is a den of sick 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 vipers and we have a serious child predator problem in this in this town oh i gotta watch that yes david bobke if you want to be i mean you're already an angel on this earth but if you want to go pull that clip you should do it because it's uh it's worth watching for sure anyway this is not an accident this is not an accident at all that all he played a pedophile twice and i'm going to keep saying this because it's the truth ted sarandos keeps weird company and has all of these strange inconsistencies as far as pedophiles go among his his ranks. Weird, right? <laughs> so it's not really uncommon for some of us to be underage at the comedy clubs. Um, I went when I was under 21, you're supposed to be 21 to get into the bar, you know. Um, I went when I was under 21 all the time, no problem, not an issue. Um, but I was over 18 and it was fine. Um, and it is not uncommon for like, if you're friends with a comic or whatever to be, end up in these shows or whatever when you're not exactly 21. Um, not saying that you should go out and do that. I'm just admitting that that's what I did. So anyway, um, for somebody like Crystalia, who constantly has chicks, grown adult, fully grown adult woman, um, throwing themselves at him in that raggedy excuse for facial hair. I mean... That's the facial hair of a pedophile. We all know this. Like, let's just let's just put this on the floor and call it what it is. This the scruffles, the scruffles, the crazy eyes. You're a pedo. There's just no way, no two 
two bits and ways about it. Um, I'm going to add also that Crystal Lee is also second generation. His father's also worked in the industry for basically forever. All of that stuff matters. Not a coincidence. Anyway. So Chris has been having underage girls let into the comedy clubs for him. And when I say underage, I mean not under 21 like I was. I mean under 18. One of those girls being Kaya Gerber. Kaya Gerber is Randy Gerber and Cindy Crawford's daughter, who you see strutzing down the runway all the time now because she basically Gigi Hadid it. Well, that's not true because Yolanda was a was not as big of a model as Cindy Crawford was, but you get the idea. Famous parents, one of which was a model, so they've got the height, they've got the genetics, come pushing that polyester down the runway. And I'm not mad at it. I pushed polyester down the runway. I love doing runway shows. It was so much fun. It's a great job. Um, it's a lot of traveling, but it's an amazing job. I get it. I understand. But it's very, very, very strange to me why even her 16, 15, 16-year-old 16 self would even entertain Crystalia. I don't know why. Um, and I would say, oh my God, how would your mother let you do this? But then I remember that her father is Randy Gerber, who is George Clooney's business partner. And George Clooney gets up to some wild, wild, wild stuff. They spent a lot of time in Lake Como. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe Cindy and Randy were totally, totally fine with this. Who knows? And of course, you know, the bouncers at the door just let them in. Like, oh, here for Crystalia. Oh, here for some other comic. Okay, great. Come in. I can't even knock it because I did the same thing, except I wasn't actually under 18. I was a legal adult, just not a drinking age one, which never stopped anything, but whatever. Um, but according to the streets, all of these little girls that had receipts from Crystalia sliding in their DMs, um, they gave everything to the LA Times and the LA Times like yep that's his real phone number yep that's his real email address yep that's his verified account there's that blue check mark right there and he's been doing it for years years and years and years and years and years so Crystalia is effectively canceled and will remain canceled until who knows um he got CA dropped him but they waited like a couple days God, I've done I've done episodes in the past about CAA and UTA's involvement within hashtag Me Too. Like, go back and listen to those episodes because that will tell you all you need to know. Um, and then who else? He just canceled. He and he will remain canceled for the foreseeable future. David Bobke, this is why I love you. Just watch that clip. Delia could have played Frosty the freaking snowman. He turned so white, right? The blood ran from his face. Ran from his face. It was like a vampire was sucking on his neck and he was being fed upon. Oh my God. The guy had never heard of screen caps. He didn't know what screen record is. Like for real? Like for real, for real? 
is this the nightmare that we're all living in? It must be. It must, must be. Jesus Christ. What are we going to do? Who is this? Am I bothering me? Steven sending me shipping labels. Anyway. So the moral of the story is that Chris Lee is canceled. He's been soliciting child porn for years. And uh, he got caught. And he's going to be um, going to be catching all these kids. You don't know who Chris Lee is? Okay. Um, he was on Whitney's show. And then from Whitney's show, he got another show that was like a spinoff. Um, and it was set in Detroit. What was the name of it? Was it undateable? Yeah, undateable. Undateable if you're a fully grown woman and not a child. Um, Jelly's barking because she's a rotten girl. I'm sure Postmates is here. Um, and then he's he was on that show You on Netflix where he played a pedophile. And then he was another, I think, another show on Comedy Central where he also played a pedophile. Um, not a coincidence. Not a coincidence because you know you're a type in Hollywood when you act and I guess with that ratchet excuse for facial hair everybody's like yeah you definitely look like a pedo great here's your offer <laughs> just do what you do um but speaking of Whitney shows she came out with a statement against him and you can go read that if you want to I mean of course she would but um it's just it's just gross. This whole town is so disgusting. I don't know for the life of me why, like, the last vestiges of society won't just get down with the fact that you can't swing a cat around here without fitting, hitting five pedophiles. Like, we've got a real, real systematic pedo problem in this town. And we've just gotta, just gotta root it out. Just gotta root it out. I mean, it would, um, you know, they used to have trials for, you know, to, to sniff out communists around here. And we should probably go back to that. I would absolutely be on the committee. The pedo scare community committee, a panel. Oh, ooh, I'd be on it. I would be on that tribunal. So, so, so fast. So let me know what you think of all three of these dudes facial hair, because I feel like that tells you everything that you need to know. But you let me know in the comments. And I will see you all next week for another episode of No Filter Friday. I'm going to be off and away, but, and I was thinking of taking the week off next week because it's a holiday. I was like, they don't want to hear from me on a holiday, Rich. I'll just sit there and shut up and like have some marshmallows. It's the 4th of July, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself. And, and furthermore, um, I'm going to be with my aunt who's a law professor. So I feel like we could, um, maybe ask some really, really fun legal questions about sex crimes if you're into it. So I need comments. DM slid in about two things. The facial hair on all of these whack jobs that caught a case this week and a 4th of July show with or without legal questions. We're up or down on that. I'm asking you now so we can talk about it throughout the week. I leave on Tuesday. Let me know. And check out other shows on Public House Media that are not nearly as dark and dirty as this one. We have other fun things like Ketchup is a new show. There's different sports shows on Public House Media. There's Choose to Rise. There's See Jane Sell, Confessions of a Military Spouse, all that fun stuff. Go check those shows out. Give them a rating. And, you know, also leave a rating on No Filter Friday because, like, you should. 
I leave ratings on other people's things. Somebody was rude to me and ran their mouth to me and I'd never spoken to them before. Like, where is their Yelp? Where? Where? Oh, David, I love you so much. I can like to delete a video when I post the podcast. Please do, boo. Please. The people, people need to see the blood drain out of this man's face. It's absolutely necessary. So I will see you all next week for another... Uh, I may or may not see you next week for another no, episode of No Filter Friday. We'll just leave it that. Give it to me in the comments. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye. <laughs>